Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Unqualified. I'm back, and this has just become a joke now because every time I do an episode, I'm like, oh, I'm back again, and <laughs> then I go away for like a month, and then I come back again. So um, I guess this is like a monthly thing, question mark. I don't really know, to be honest, but I'm just doing it when I feel inspired. You guys know that's been like the deal from the beginning. Um, hold on. I'm fixing all my cords. They're all twisted. Whatever. Basically, that's been the thing since the beginning. This is like a place that I want to be like inspired. And so when I'm not inspired, like I'm not going to waste my time on like making this like fake content. Like this is supposed to be a place where you guys can come for advice and for just like something positive to listen to or just like learn from. And so if I'm just like forcing it, you guys know I talk about this like every episode, but if I'm forcing it, like you're going to be able to tell and it's just not going to be as pure and as, like, real as I want it to be. So, yeah. I do it when I feel inspired, and I'm feeling inspired today. Well, <laughs> I actually don't really have much to talk about, but I'm feeling inspired to talk. And so, here I am. Um, also, just a heads up, I'm in my new office, which I share with Avery, and so... Of course, Avery's in here as well doing her own thing. So if you hear some background noise, that's what that's what's happening. I'm also these cords are like all twisted because these have been um, rolled up since I moved. So I'm just trying to like maneuver everything. So sorry about all the noises. But hi, where do I even begin? So I need to see, have I uploaded a podcast since I moved in here? Let me look. I feel like I haven't unqualified i'm literally searching it on spotify right now um hmm i don't think i had moved yet august 30th okay no i hadn't moved yet all right hi okay so then we have a lot of updates i feel like nobody that listens to this only listens to my podcast so you're probably already pretty up to date um like even though i haven't updated my podcast but i guess i'll do that now so it's October 12th when I'm recording this and we moved in a little over a month ago and 
all in all, like this has been the best thing I could have done for myself. Like I've talked about a lot. I've talked about a lot. Is that a right sentence? Why does that sound weird? I've talked about a lot about how. <laughs> okay, Avery said it's right. Um, I've just talked a lot about how. Oh, there we go. I've talked a lot about how the old apartment was just really dark. And for some reason, I think it's because we faced a wall and we could not see the sky. And it was always just shadowy and dark and just like ugh, weird vibes. I just felt like that place was like dragging me down. And I've also talked about how I'm a firm believer that like your surroundings are not responsible for like all of how you feel like you can't move across the country or like move somewhere new and expect that all your problems are going to go away because that's not like at all what I think is true. Like I, I really feel like your problems are going to carry you like carry with you no matter what. But having a change of surroundings like sort of changes your perception of everything and so in return like can make a difference and in this case um moving to this apartment has been the best thing that I've done for myself like in so long like this was such a needed and positive move and it's interesting because the last apartment was like the first time that I felt at home away from my parents house like I loved one of my dorm rooms that I had at one of my schools and like I've moved out quite a few times, but nothing felt more like home than my parents' house until my last apartment. Like that place was my home. And then I had my parents' house in New Hampshire. Like I, it was like just the first place to feel like home. And so it was interesting that when I was like moving away from it, like into this apartment, I was so beyond ready to get out like normally moves really disorient me like I just get completely thrown off and like it's just so weird same feeling as like when I travel and like you're just so confused like you don't know which way is up sort of thing like you're just so confused and your body is confused and just everything is just like confused and I didn't get that way this move like I woke up the first morning and was like okay like let's go I was so ready as soon as we moved in here to just like live here and I mean, it helps that this place is like a dream to me. Like it is so beautiful. I'm sure you guys have seen like in my vlogs and on Instagram and stuff and TikTok, like you can see it in the background and it's just like so white and bright and there are, there is so much natural light. Sometimes there's too much. Like I'm like, I'm literally being blinded by the sun right now. I cannot see this onion I'm cutting, but seriously, like it is just such a, a happy place. And we get to see the sunset every night and we can see the sky from every window and there's just a lot of trees and the people here are so nice and the gym is incredible and just like everything like the pool is beautiful I love the town I live in like the surrounding neighborhood is like my favorite place in southern Florida like I'm just obsessed with it I'm obsessed with where I live like the town the apartment everything like it was just the right move for me and it's just like really, really affected me in a in a good way. Like my mental health has like skyrocketed since I moved here. And it also helped that like right as I moved, I started therapy again. So I'm sure that has like a huge, huge part of it. Um, but just everything working together was like just perfect. And I've just been 
so happy. Like, of course, I still have days where I feel like really down on myself and just like really in a funk. But like, you guys, it was like every day for like months, like months and months. And then I'd feel good for like a month. And then the next six months would be bad too. Like, it was just like, I was in a bad place. And I've just been like really happy ever since I moved here and it's not like everything's been going amazing in my life like of course I've had some great things but I've had some like really really low things happen while I was living here and I just am able to sort of handle them better and again I'm sure like 100% sure therapy has like a massive part of that but I also just feel like this space like it's just like a clear space for me and I don't know it's just like the, even just the way we decorated is so much more like open and clean and like calm and not so much clutter and it just feels right and yeah so basically that's the moving updates it's like so long past like any moving updates that I've done on any other social media but I never like formally updated you guys so I just took a sip of coffee um so yeah that's like my moving update and Besides that, nothing really new has happened. Oh, wait. Yes, there has. Okay. I also talked to, talked about this on like every other social media except my podcast. So I figured I'll just update you guys as well. But I bought myself a car, which was not spur of the moment, but also sort of spur of the moment. I was definitely in the market for a bigger car. And I've been saying I needed a bigger car for about a year because just like with my lifestyle, my little Chevy Malibu just was not cutting it. And there was nothing wrong with my car. I mean, like it was so nice for like when I had gotten it and I loved it forever, but I sort of just outgrew it. Like I got it when I was 18 and I, I bought it for myself then while I leased it. And like back then that was like, oh my God, can I afford this Chevy Malibu? Like I was working as a manager at Aerie, like just was like, that was the most I could spend. Like that was really like a kick in the butt for me when I like leased that car. And, um, and I even was getting my parents help. So like I, and even then it was like a really scary thing to me. And, um, so yeah, I had that car forever. And when I moved to Florida, it got in a couple accidents. Both times were not my fault and people hit me, but that's besides the point. Um, and so it just got kind of dinged up and my like check engine light was always on and no one knew why. And it was just like, I don't know. I was outgrowing it because like nothing could fit in it. I couldn't fit anything. I literally run a clothing business and when I would want to like transport my stuff, I'd have to rent a U-Haul, which is like a hundred bucks. And that's like so such a stupid like extra cost that is so unnecessary if I just got a bigger car and um, yeah, my like we have surfboards that we take out and those like slid off my car pretty much. Not really, but like they were just like not sturdy on my car and it was just really not practical for my lifestyle. And so I've been talking about for a while how I really wanted a new car, um, a bigger car. And I was looking at a lot of different options. Like my, my first choice was a Range Rover because ever since I was like 13, 14, I like 
told myself the first time I get a nice car, like it's going to be a Range Rover. No ifs, ands, or buts. Like I was set on it. And then I test drove it and I was like, hmm, what's the hype? Because I mean, it was beautiful, like so beautiful. It had like a built-in fridge and all of these like touchscreen everythings and just like a lot of luxury things. But it was just like, I was just sort of like, okay, but like, why would I pay that much for it? Like it was beautiful and I would so thoroughly enjoy it, like riding in it and driving in it, but it was just not practical. Like I cannot rely on that car. I've heard awful things about Range Rovers and I just didn't like if I'm going to be spending all this money on a car, first of all, that one's far too expensive. And also like it's not reliable and like I don't want to chance that it's beautiful, but it's just not worth it to me. Like maybe later on in life when I have like too much money that I know what to do with, like maybe I'll get a Range Rover then when like money doesn't matter to me. I mean, hopefully I get to that point, but I'm just simply not there. And it was just like, there was no way I was getting a Range Rover and I wasn't even upset about it. I was just like, honestly glad that I didn't like it. It drove like a truck also. Like it just was sort of like, it was nice and I wouldn't be mad about driving it, but it was just not worth it to me. And so then I started to look at other cars and I really liked the new Ford Broncos. And, um, I looked at those, but I couldn't test drive one because like nowhere around me had one. Well, there was one in the showroom, but they like wouldn't let me drive it. And, um, basically like if you want a Ford Bronco, you have to wait like months. And I'm like, that's so stupid. Like I don't want to wait months. Like, and I'm also not going to buy a car that I haven't driven. And so that was a no. And then I was just sort of like, okay, whatever. I guess I just like, it's not the time. But the more I started thinking, like everyone's telling me like it is the best time to sell a used car and all this stuff. And I'm like, my car, like it's dinged up. It has some issues. Like I'm not going to get much money for it, period. Like I need to sell it when I'm going to get be able to get the most for it. And so I was like, I really, really want to get a new car now because mainly of that reason, like I just like, this is the time to sell this Malibu if I want to like make any good money off of it to like put towards my next car. And also I had like a really, really big Sunshark order thing that I needed to pick up soon. And I would have had to rent another U-Haul and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm wasting so much money on these U-Hauls. And so I was like, it is the time to buy a car. Like all the signs are like pointing to buying a new car. Like I need to get on this. And so I kept looking and I heard about an Audi Q7. Well, actually I heard about an Audi Q5, but I was looking for a little bit of a bigger, heavier car, um, mainly for tax purposes. And so then I heard about an Audi Q7 and as I kept looking into it, like everyone loves their Audi. Everyone had such amazing things to say and just in comparison to other like nicer cars, it just seems like people really liked their Audis. And so I went and test drove, well, I went and literally was just going to look at the Audi dealership and they had this used 2019 Audi Q7, it was white exterior, tan interior, exactly what I was looking for. Beautiful in beautiful condition. And I was like, oh my God, this is so pretty. I want to test drive it. My mistake, because after I test drove it, I needed it. And I was like, all right, let's talk numbers. 
whatever long story short the numbers were great and it ended up being a very long process but that's like the story for another day um I drove off the lot with my car that night so yeah I ended up getting an Audi Q7 because it was just like it sort of just fell into my lap like it was like either you can take this now and like have this really good price and this really good opportunity and this is the exact car you want and need or you can wait and like take the chance and I decided to just get the car I knew I loved it I knew that it was a good size and everything and I was like you know what I'm going to do this I'm going to get myself a car and so I did and it's been incredible it was the perfect size for Sunshark I fit everything except for one box in my car and Avery just took that box in her car so it worked out for what I needed it to work out for, which I was like, yes, like, okay, it was worth the money when I, when everything fit. Cause like, that was like the biggest reason why I needed, um, that car like now, cause I needed to fit that order in my car, um, without having to spend like extra money on a U-Haul. And it's just amazing. Like, it just feels like, I don't know. It was just like a step. Of course it's not necessary. And of course, like I'm so privileged and blessed to be able to be in a place where I could get that car for myself or get any car for myself but like it was just sort of like a step to sort of make me feel like hey like you're so like you're in a place where you can do this like treat yourself like do it there is nothing wrong with getting yourself a car if you're in the place to do it you know and so I did and I definitely felt really really guilty when I first got it I was like god that was so stupid why did I do that like I did not need this that was such a stupid purchase like whatever but then like I really sat on it because money really scares me and I know I've mentioned that briefly but like I'm really just I'm, I hate money I hate having it I hate spending it I hate saving it like I just hate the idea of money it stresses me out so 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 much and so I knew that the issue wasn't that I bought myself that car and it wasn't that I didn't like that car or anything like that. It was just like the money that was scaring me. And it wasn't that I had spent money on it. It was that I was worried that in the future I wouldn't have money to make the payments on it. And I really just had, to, I was in the shower one day and I was like, okay, we need to figure out a way to not make myself stressed about this because I wouldn't have bought it if I didn't think I could afford it. Like I know I can afford it. So I need to like find a way to convince myself that there was nothing to worry about. And I ended up just being like, okay, if you just do this and this every month, like you're good to go. And I'm not going to like elaborate on that just cause like finances are pretty personal, you know, but I was just like, okay, if I can do this and this every month, which is like easy, easy money. I get that every month I've, I have for a very long period of time. Like I can count on that money. Then like I'll be good to go and once I figured that out I was like there's no need to stress like you literally you're fine you can afford this without a doubt so stop stressing yourself out and so I did I stopped stressing and ever since I did that I've really just been enjoying it and I I did have a little bit of a worry though <laughs> that actually just got fixed yesterday which is like a month after I got my car or not a month but like a couple weeks like three weeks two weeks um, but basically, so I am paying my car insurance for the first time because my parents were so graciously paying it with my old car and cause I was like on their insurance policy and everything. And so I got my own and I was just like, dang, that's expensive. Like I had always heard like, oh, insurance can be expensive, whatever. But I never like realized how expensive it could be. And I was just like, wow, oh, 
it's really expensive. Like, I can pay it, but I really don't want to pay it. Like, that is just a lot. And I had totally underestimated my insurance. Like, so what I thought I was paying for my car per month was, like, not doubled, but, like, brought up quite a bit. And I was just sort of like, wow, that's going to be a dinger in my wallet every every month. Like, that's a lot. Um, but my mom helped me out. She hooked me up with somebody um, that works in insurance. And they looked at my policy and they were like, they, they found some errors. Basically, I like, because I filled all that information out myself, like super late at night, the night that I got my car, because I needed insurance to take it off the lot. And I somehow had accidentally like given myself coverage that was like basically it was the amount of coverage that like elderly people with millions of dollars have for themselves. Like, I don't know how I did it, but I had like completely overcovered myself. And he was like the guy that helped me. He was like, yeah, you do not need that. Like someone your age does not need that. And so he helped me figure out like what range I should get everything down to. And then I called my insurance company and got it all fixed and my insurance went down like $300 like and I was just like oh my god thank god like it no longer is like an issue to me and that was like something that was sort of in the back of my head like doing that insurance is gonna hurt my wallet but then I got it down to like a price that's like okay yeah that makes sense like before I was literally like oh what the like what you're telling me that people pay this much for insurance and then I realized that I had done something very wrong and now it's like a very reasonable <laughs> price and I was just I made a mistake so glad I got that all figured out but yeah I've been really enjoying my car it's amazing gas is really expensive but gas is also just really expensive where I live so it's like just kind of what you deal with and whatever it's worth it to me and I've been really enjoying it so those are my updates for you guys um and so for today's podcast, I didn't really know what I wanted to talk about. And then, sorry, I keep like taking sips of coffee. But then I realized I, a while back, asked you guys to leave things. Did I already say this on this podcast? I forget. But I asked you guys on Instagram to leave things that you need advice on. And um, I have them screenshotted and I found them in my phone from like, uh, like a week or two ago. And so I'm going to give you guys advice. I only have like, well, I have a good amount screenshotted. So we'll see what we can get through. Um, but yeah, these are your, um, the things you guys wanted advice on. I'm going to leave it anonymous, obviously. But yeah, I guess we can just get to it. How many minutes are we into this? Oh, we're already 20 minutes in. Would you look at that? Okay. So this person wants advice on living on your own for the first time. And the reason that I screenshotted this is because I don't think what you guys see portrays me when I first started living on my own at all. Um, so basically the first time I moved away from home, it was a disaster and I'll get into it, but it took me a lot of years to actually like be okay on my own. So basically right after high school, like, you know, I graduated in the spring and then went to college in the fall. Um, I went to this medical school in Boston and I hated it. I hated the school. I was not ready to leave home, to be honest. That was like the biggest issue. I was just not ready. Like I couldn't even handle like, so basically because I lived in the city, like there's a lot of walking, right? And I didn't have money at that point in time because I was like straight out of high school and whatever. So 
like Uber wasn't an option back then basically. And so I'd have to like take this like 15, 20 minute walk to the grocery store. And, um, like I could not deal with the walk back. Like I was like, this is way too much work. I cannot do this. Like, because I had gone from like my mom doing all my grocery shopping to me having to do like a total like 40 minute walk just to get groceries and like heavy bags in a city. Like I was just not prepared (laughs) for it at all. And I was just not mature enough yet. Like I just basically did not have the capacity to live on my own yet. I just was not there. And so I was really upset and just needed to go back home. I was so homesick. And I mean, hating the school obviously didn't help. (laughs) Like I just wanted to be out of there every chance I could. And like, I, I tried, I really tried. Like I made a little coffee Instagram and would like go to coffee shops and like post little reviews and whatever. Like I, I really tried to like make it homey for me, but Avery's smiling cause I've shown her that account and it's like <laughs> really cute. It's really cringy, but really cute. Um, but yeah, like I tried, I really did to make it feel like home. And like I would even in the mornings before class, um, because I grew up with my parents watching the news every morning, I would put on the news on my laptop every morning to just try to make it feel like home. And it just didn't work and I just wasn't ready. And so I ended up moving back home and then I moved in and out a few more times. And um, I think I didn't really feel like good on my own until, oh, of course, the U.S. Postal Service is calling me right now. Oh, my God. You guys, I've been waiting for this call. I'm declining it. <laughs> I hate the U.S. Postal Service. Okay. Anyways. Um, okay. So. Basically, where was I with that? Oh, yeah. So I moved in and out. And then it wasn't until I was living at my school, my dorm room in New Hampshire at, at SNU, the, my school, um, that I felt like good on my own. And so basically, I think my advice to anyone that's like living on your own for your first time, like if you feel like you're not ready, like you're probably not ready and that's okay. And I know not everyone has the privilege of being able to move back home whenever they feel not ready. And so I can't really speak to people who are like kind of trapped out on their own, but just in general, like the feeling of not feeling ready to live on your own is like totally normal. And especially if you're like first year of college and you feel like you're alone in feeling that way, you're not. And I guarantee every single person that you're meeting and being around is feeling the exact same way. Like everyone is feeling weird and homesick and is afraid of living on their own. And, uh, yeah, it's just a very common feeling. And if you're like doing okay, but it's just like, Oh, I'm living on alone for the first time. Like I'm sort of lonely yeah the loneliness can be it can be it can be really hard and I think Avery and I experienced that because no we weren't like living on our own like we were living with each other when we moved to Florida but um we definitely were like on our own and we didn't have family members nearby we didn't have any friends nearby and it got really lonely and so I would say the best thing you can do for yourself is find a way to find friends because once you find friends you will be able to just feel like less alone and once you feel less alone like every mundane like everyday mundane tasks don't seem so like lonely and sad and I don't know for me like living on my own was hard at first because I just felt so lonely and like I had no one to talk to 
And so I think if you just find friends, like that is going to be so helpful for you. And I know like if you're older and not like in 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 person college or if you're not in college at all, like it's really, really hard to make friends, especially if you work from home. Like Avery and I struggled with that. We get it. Um, so something you can do is, you know, like it, post on your Instagram story like, hey, if you're from this area, like let me know and, you know, see who replies to it, whatever. But another really great option, which I haven't used, but I feel like this would be really helpful for a lot of you is get like, what is it? Bumble friends or like Tinder friends. I know that I think Bumble does it. I don't know if Tinder does it, but there are um, like dating apps oftentimes have like a friend version. Like you can say you're looking for friends and you can get connected and um, like you're not going to be best friends with every person you meet, but it also might just be fun to go and get dinner with someone or like invite someone to the beach or whatever and just like not be alone. And I don't know, like when Avery and I finally did that, like it was such a good choice because we met like amazing people and now we have friends in our area. And yeah, I just think finding friends is really helpful when you're living on your own, but also like, enjoy your independency like enjoy the learning process like you're you sort of just get thrown into life like everyone does and you're kind of all of a sudden just like oh whoa okay I have all these bills like I have all these responsibilities like I have to I have to clean I have to cook I have to take the trash out I have to do the dishwasher I have to do the laundry, like everything and it is like a whoa moment like okay this really is all in my hands but you'll get the hang of it and I guess my last advice for this thing is just like give it time like don't just give up because it's hard like just keep at it but if you really 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 feel like I cannot live on my own like I am so homesick I'm so unhappy like I need my family and you can move back home like just move back home there is no shame in moving back home if you're not ready to be on your own at all like it is always okay to move back home as long as like your circumstances allow it like it is okay. Put your pride aside and just like let yourself do what you need to be happy and to keep growing because moving back home was a really good option for me because I sort of saw like as I got a, a little bit older, like a year or two after I moved back home, I was like, no, I actually need to be out now because like I cannot live under my parents' roof because we're going to end up hating each other if, if I stay here because at some point you do grow up enough and mature enough to be able to be like, yeah, I need to live on my own. Like my parents' house is not cutting it. And that looks different for everyone. Some people are 30. Some people are 16, 17. When you get to the point where you're like, I need to be out. And for me, I was like 18, 19. So yeah, that's that. That's my advice on that. Um, so the next thing is reaching out to friends for support when you need it. And I chose this one because I think this is something that I really struggle with and it's interesting because my reasoning for it I feel like is probably pretty common like if you have trouble reaching out to friends or support I feel like you're likely in the same boat as me and that is you're the person that everyone goes to like they always come to you for support all your friends all your family and you feel like you always give them the advice and the support and the help they need. Like you're always there for them and you sort of always know what to say. And the U.S. Postal Service is calling me again. Um, but yeah, you sort of are always there for people. You always have the right thing to say to them. And you're always like that person that they go to for help. And so 
you feel like when you go to others, it never like quenches your thirst. Like it never hits the spot. They never say what you need them to say. They never are like fully there. Like you need them to be there. And you're sort of like, you sort of just like want to stop asking because like asking for support, asking for help and asking for advice because like, you know that it won't like satisfy you. And so you just sort of like keep it all inside because it's like better than like feeling like you were vulnerable, but then had to like retract it. I don't know how to explain it, but like I feel like a lot of people who have trouble reaching out for support are sort of in that same boat. Like they just are afraid of the vulnerability of it and afraid of like being vulnerable and putting it out there but not even getting the support and then it's like well then why did I even put this out there like now I just look stupid and that's definitely like how I feel as well just like in every aspect of my life I feel like I'm always there for people more than they're there for me friends family like everything and so it's really tough for me to just like let go and reach out when I need help and so I think if you are like me, you don't always have to reach out to friends. Like while it's really amazing to be able to, I think it might be better. Like if you really struggle with reaching out, like it's probably a better decision to just get a therapist because all like at the end of the day, it's nobody's responsibility to listen or support you like to listen to or to support you. No one has to do it. And no one has to say what you need them to say and no one has to know exactly what you're feeling at all times. But a therapist is like that person in your life. Like while it might be great to just be able to call a friend and be like, "Ugh, blah, blah, blah. Like this happened today. That's just not the case for a lot of people. Like not everyone is good at listening and giving advice or like being there and that could be for a a number of reasons maybe it's because they aren't like they're struggling so much that they can't handle anyone else's struggles or whatever it may be like not everyone is capable of being a good listener and being a good advice giver and just because you are doesn't mean that people in your life will be and so just in order to get yourself the support and the help that you really need and that you deserve go to a professional like there is nothing wrong with going and getting a therapist. It's an amazing thing to do. I don't know why everyone doesn't have a therapist. Like everyone has a doctor, like everyone has a primary care doctor and everyone should have a therapist. Like, it's just like important. Like you just need to talk. And also when you talk to friends, like that's not even necessarily what you need. Like when you need support, their support's going to be biased and they, they probably won't even like, give you the right support I don't know for me I'm just like never satisfied with it I'm always like okay well that was not helpful and now I just like was vulnerable and they know too much and I didn't even want them to know that and they're not even helping me so like why did I even share that information I should have just kept it inside like I feel dumb and so that's why my therapist is helpful because I can go to her and she just listens she doesn't like give like insight into how someone else might be feeling or anything like that like she just like just listens and sort of like allows me to understand my own feelings and all like at the end of the day that's the support that I need so if you're struggling with reaching out to your friends for support I say just get a therapist like of course I could be like oh well be there for your friends and maybe they'll be there for you but you really never know like and it could be nothing personal like they are just not good listeners and that's just like 
that's just not who they are and you can't like hold that against them because it's not their job to be there to support you. Like, of course, it's their job to be your friend and to say like, oh, I'm sorry, but it's not their job to like explain your feelings to you or to get you support. So yeah, get a therapist. That's my advice. <laughs> okay. The next one is how to let go of someone who hurt you. And this is interesting because when I was younger, I feel like I would hold on to people that hurt me because I would sort of be like missing the person that they were before they hurt me. But as I've like grown and learned from just life, um, I sort of have realized that like just because someone was amazing in your life at one point doesn't mean they always will be. And if someone hurt you and hurt you to the point where you're like, okay, I think I need to let them go. They are no longer serving you. And so this is advice that my dance teacher always would tell us. Um, she would say to us, like, look, people come into your life for a reason, for a season, or for a lifetime. And that's a really cool way to think about it because when you're trying to let go of someone, it's like, it's hard because you're like, they were, they were my everything or they were my best friend or we were supposed to get married. And just because you once felt like that doesn't mean that that's actually who they're supposed to be in your life. So maybe they were in your life to teach you your love language. Like maybe you really hated how they showed you love, whether they're a friend or relationship or a mother, like whatever. Maybe you really did not like how they showed their love. And so you learned that that you don't like their love language and you learn about your love language or maybe you needed to experience this heartbreak to get the courage to move to the college of your dreams like maybe you were staying home because of them and they broke up with you or like your best friend dropped you and you're like well I'm not going to stay here for them anymore like this is my reason to go and follow my dreams um, so yeah, maybe they're in your life for a reason or maybe they're in your life for a season. So that means these are the people that like, you don't necessarily get super connected to. They're maybe like a friend in your class or like you had a thing with them for like a month or so, or like a, a summer, like a summer fling. And it just sort of like dwindles out. Like they were great for the summer and now you're moving on with your life. And, um, yeah, I feel like that one's just sort of like an ebb and flow of life. Like people come in and out. It doesn't really affect you much. And then some people are in your life for a lifetime. And those are the for lifers, you know, like those are the people who stick through it like thick and thin. But th those are the ones that don't hurt you. They're not the ones that make you feel like you're wrong for feeling. They're not the ones who um, constantly put you down. They're the ones that lift you up and are there for you and support you and love you no matter what and like so if someone hurt you they're not someone that's in your life for a lifetime they were in your life for either a reason or for a season but either way they need to leave your life and I really think that's a really important thing to think about when you're trying to let go of someone because like if they hurt you there is no reason to keep them around you know you deserve better and the fact that you you know you need to let them go like you're acknowledging that 
you're also acknowledging that you deserve better. And so the best thing that you can do, no matter how hard it is, is to let them go. Like the answer to how to let someone go is to let them go. Like stop communication. If they're texting you, especially if they're playing mind games, like they like you this day or they don't like you the next day or whatever it may be, like just stop texting them. If you need to block them, block them. Personally, I think it's like even harder to keep them unblocked and then just resist the urge and you end up like becoming really resilient because you just like completely fight the urge to text them or hang out with them or call them, whatever. But if you know that you're going to text them or call them or if you know reading their messages is just going to like set you back, then block them, like block them on social media, unfollow all their friends, block their number, literally whatever you have to do, like change schools, literally whatever, (laughs) just like get them out of your life and that's your answer like I know it's like kind of brutal but the way to let them go is to let them go and like actually let them go don't like don't keep their photos because you're like oh maybe one day we'll get back together like no delete the photos if they're like holding you back from growing throw away all the sweatshirts they gave you if we're talking friends like just get rid of memories that like bother you like if they're good like if you have them and you're like, oh, that was fun. Like, I don't need to delete that. Like, it doesn't make me sad. Then whatever, keep it. But if you're like seeing a picture on your wall every day and it's like really upsetting you or making you mad or just like bringing up feelings, like just rip the picture up and throw it away. Like, just get rid of it. Avery's laughing. But like, just get rid of it. Literally get rid of it. Don't save it on a hard drive. Don't like keep it in your recently deleted. No, literally just get rid of everything if it's bothering you and just let them go. That was really brutal, but that's (laughs) how I feel about it. And there's been specifically with friends. I've just had a lot of friends in the past who really hurt me and just sort of like left me in the dust. And friendships are the hardest thing for me to let go of personally. Like um, I had a really good friend in middle school and some of high school and like we were best friends and I, I loved her. Like she was such a good friend and I loved hanging out with her. And she just sort of became a really negative person in my life and really did not like bring me up. And she really made me feel bad about myself and made me feel stupid and made me feel like I was less than other people. And I just could not let it go. Like I was just so upset about it. And it was just like holding me back from just like making new friends because I was so like stuck on this girl who didn't want to be my friend. Like why would I want to be friends with someone who didn't want to be my friend? Like, that is just so stupid of me. So, yeah. And, of course, I have for lifer friends. Shout out, Lauren, if you're listening. But, like, there are there have been friends when I really just, like, they were in my life for a reason. And that girl was in my life to show me, like, what I like in a friend. Because when she was a good friend, she was an amazing friend. But she also taught me to let go of people. Because that was, like, the first person. And I know it was just a friendship. But that was the first person that I really struggled to, like, put my head around the fact that she wasn't going to be in my life anymore because she was my best friend. And so, yeah, she kind of just taught me that it's okay to let go of people and that once you do, you'll grow. So, yeah. (laughs) Okay. The next one is a little more fun and a little more surface area. Um, How to flirt with girls. I personally think I'm really good at flirting with girls, to be honest. Um, And... My strategy is to just be, I guess, really nice. Like, look them in the eye. Like, make eye contact. And if they look away, don't look away. Like, be, like, be the eye contact, you know? Like, 
everyone loves eye contact, even if it like kind of makes them shy. Don't be creepy. Yeah, Avery's like, don't be creepy. I don't mean like stare at them until they like walk away and feel uncomfortable. No, I mean like if you're having a conversation and their eyes are like bouncing as they talk to you because that's like kind of what human eyes do, like make an effort to just like stare into their eyes when they're talking. Like please blink and like make expressions. <laughs> like don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean like stare into their soul, but like make eye contact and don't break it. Like don't be bouncing your eyes around when they're talking like listen to them focus on what they're saying don't be like looking over their shoulder to like see what's happening behind them like listen to them and look at them and also just like little things like laugh at their jokes they're probably not that funny oftentimes especially when they're awkward like their jokes are not that funny but just like laugh at them to make them like feel good and like I don't know just like compliment them like oh I love that color like your eyes look so good with that color like stuff like that just like really subtle nice compliments don't be like mm, yo hips girl like no that's weird but be like wow that shirt brings out your eyes so much or like I love how you styled your hair how did you do it or like oh I really love your watch like do you always wear that watch like stuff like that it's like conversation starter and it just like makes them feel good about themselves and then that's another thing like ask them about themselves like my favorite thing is to be like like ask them a question and then be able to like look into their eyes and just like listen to what they say and just like I don't know just like make them feel good is like my best advice like just think about how you would like imagine if you're having a conversation with someone and they are so interested in what you have to say like they are laughing at all your jokes they're complimenting you like you're gonna feel so good I think my my biggest tip is like if you make them feel good about themselves, th like you win, like your job is when you're flirting with someone is to make them feel good. Like, and so if you compliment them and just like laugh at what they say and just things like that, like just little things, I think that's really helpful. I think girls really appreciate like not such intense flirting like men tend to do. Like men are really like intense with their flirting. And I think at least what I've, found is that a lot of women prefer more subtle flirting and so I think that's sort of like where what I do when I'm flirting obviously I flirt with one person and have for a year and a half but like this was like I mean even with her or just like if you're like walking with them you don't have to like hold their hand like carefully just for like one split second like rub your hand on their back just for like a second just like let them know that you're like really enjoying being there with them and that you like want to touch them but you're being respectful of like them and their space and everything just give them like a nice hand on the back just for like a split second just like little things that's my advice of course I'm not an expert but I did get a really amazing girl so clearly I did something right so <laughs> I kind of won so clearly um I have some insight in that um but yeah especially because I um got the girl that like everyone wanted and no one could have so I think you should listen to my advice actually <laughs> <laughs> all right let's see what time is it 45 okay I have a lot more but I don't really like a lot of these are going to take like a lot of um a lot more talking so hmm I'm trying to find trying to find a good one okay I think I'm going to do this because um I sort of talked about therapy in this episode quite a few times so I feel like this is fitting but I'm trying to figure out if this is um the right website I'm I'm like I think it's this one. okay yeah, yeah okay so 
finding a therapist. First and foremost, I've name dropped them before on this podcast, but I'm not going to do it again. But I do not support this one company that um, a lot of influencers work with. And they're a type of therapy company where basically like you pay per month and they match you with a therapist. And I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, I do not support them. I had an awful experience. I've talked about this before, but I had a therapist just not show up to my session, my first session. And then I changed therapists and the person couldn't take me for like another like month or so. And I would have had to switch again. And it was like a lot of money. And I was just like, okay, this is not worth it. And to me, like, it was just so impersonal. And, I mean, my therapist didn't even show up. Like, that's just, like, not a thing that therapists can do. Like, at least give me a heads up. I'm, like, sitting in in the thing waiting for her to come on. And she just never shows up. And, like, yeah, I, I was just, like, I was really, really not in a good place. I remember that day I was, like, at my breaking point, And I was, like, the only thing getting me through is this therapy and then she never showed up and luckily I was in a place where I wasn't going to harm myself or others but if you're getting therapy I mean anyone could be in a place where you need or you feel like you're gonna hurt yourself or others like that is a very real thing and you cannot just like you I don't know a therapist can't just not show up unannounced of course things happen like family emergencies and things like that. And like life happens. I understand that. But I've just, once that happened to me, I sort of heard from a lot of others, including some of you guys about how that like things happen to you like that using the same service. So basically do not support them. Um, so in terms of finding a therapist, I, I do suggest finding one in real life, like in person. And I know that's really tricky Believe me, I know because after that experience with that therapy service, I was like trying so hard to find a therapist in my um, insurance network and I literally could not um, find one. Like nobody took my insurance and I have like a pretty normal insurance like with doctors and stuff like everyone takes my insurance but like no one was taking my insurance for therapy and um, yeah, it was really, really really frustrating and um so when you want to find a therapist one thing you can do is if you have insurance you can go through your insurance and ask them to send a list of therapists in network but that didn't work for me they sent me like um like psychiatrists and like things like that and I'm like I'm not looking to get medicated like I'm looking to talk to someone so yeah, you can't always rely on that because they're going to send you like a very broad list. Um, so actually what I ended up doing, which I hadn't heard of before, but there is something, strangely enough, called psychology.com. And um, basically you can put in your zip code and um, your insurance and your like just all your info and they list them for you. Um, and I ended up finding a place 
through that. Of course, you can search like therapists near me, but then you just don't know if they take your insurance. So I ended up finding a place um, near me. And okay, so basically insurance is really tricky because a lot of times insurance does not cover therapy. So that's like really frustrating. And that is like, that's another, that's for another day. (laughs) My feelings on that. But so basically I ended up finding a place that, um, did take my insurance, but they didn't have anybody, any providers that took my insurance available for a while, but they had an, um, what's it called? Not an intern. What's it called? A, a, oh, an apprentice. They had an apprentice, um, basically an intern, um, that didn't take my insurance, but would give me the same rate as I would have like been paying for my copay. So basically it was like my insurance was being taken. And so I got really lucky by finding this person who ended up, she's amazing. I love her. She's everything I've wanted in a therapist. Like I've actually, I've had two really amazing therapists in my life. Oh, I've had three therapists. Two of them were incredible. My one back home and the the one I have now incredible, but I got really lucky with that. She would take like, she didn't take my insurance, but she was still like working with me. And I think that is what you need to look for. Like, do not look for someone who is not willing to work with you on budgeting or anything like that or like money because a good therapist who actually cares about the right things, which is helping you and supporting you, they're not in it for the money. Of course, they need to make money. They can't do it for free. But there are a lot of therapists who will work with you. They'll work on some financing options so that it's affordable for you. So my best advice with finding a therapist is to just stick with it, especially if you're having a hard time finding a therapist through psychology.com or through Google search that takes your insurance. Um, If you can't find one that takes your insurance and you're like, I'm going to have to pay out of pocket, find someone who's willing to work on pricing with you because there are a lot of people who will do it. You just have to find them and maybe you'll have to drive like 10 more extra minutes or something, but there are people out there that will work with you. And those are the people that you want to be working with anyways. So that's my advice for you. (laughs) Okay. I just talked for 52 minutes and I love that. I love when, um, my episodes aren't like 20 minutes long. So yeah, that was all my advice for you guys. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I know I really enjoyed doing it. This was good. I really, I really liked this episode. Um, I'm trying to find a song of the week and, uh, I don't really have too many new songs I like, but there's this one song that Avery and I love to sing in the car. This girl's voice is incredible. You guys like so incredible. The song is called Liz L I Z by Remy Wolf. She is the same girl that sings, um, that photo ID song that was um, viral on TikTok. It was like, smile for the photo ID. You know that song? Um, yeah, basically that was um, the same girl. Same girl that sings that. And anyways, yeah, that song's really good. So that's my favorite song at the moment. That's the song of the week. And for my quote of the week, I'm going to go with that one I said earlier, which is people are in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And I'm going to leave you guys with that. Make sure that you guys follow me on all of my other social media. It's just at Sof Mosca on everything. And also, 
Um, oh, wait. Snapchat's S-O-P-H-E-R-R-R. Um, also, there is new Sunshark things and some restocks coming soon. It was supposed to be in October, but it's looking like November, but soon. Um, and, yes, get excited for that. Make sure you follow at Shop Sunshark on Instagram so that you guys can be up to date with all that. And with all that being said, I'm going to end off this podcast episode here. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.